Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Always be prepared. That is the motto. A Wisconsin couple recovering after a bear attacked them while they were inside their home. Are you prepared for that? (laughs) I don't know that I am. I don't know. So the couple said the incident started when they noticed a bear outside of their home eating from a bird feeder. That ticked them off. So they opened a window and yelled for the bear to go away. Hey, get out of here, bear. That food's for the birds. Uh, The bear turned and said, uh, no, uh, I'll eat whatever the hell I want to eat. And then turned and charged the house. (laughs) It broke through a window and into their home. Amazing. You don't want to piss off a bear. So the man and woman said they tried to fight off the bear while stabbing it with a kitchen knife. Eventually, the husband was able to retrieve a gun and he shot and killed the bear. The couple was injured and suffered several bites in the attack. Yeah, no kidding. Their children were also home, but they were sleeping and unharmed. I mean, the kids didn't wake up to the fight going on in the house with the bear. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now, according to authorities, the bear was an adult female and appeared to have a cub nearby. So they are uh, testing the bear. Uh, They took possession of it, the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources, and who doesn't love the WDNR. But they've taken the bear and they're testing it now. So always be prepared. For anything, And maybe a good rule of thumb is when you look out your window and you see a bear eating from your bird feeder, you let him be. Maybe it's just me. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Oh, why are these people calling me now? This is a Costco food safety alert. Oh, The J.M. Smucker Company and the FDA have issued a recall on Jif peanut butter products due to potential salmonella contamination. Only specific lots identified by a code on the label are being recalled. Yes, I'm aware. Our records indicate you could have purchased some of the affected products. I did. To find out if your product is included, visit jif.com forward slash recall or call 800 828 9980 Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern. Do not eat affected products. Oh, too late. Please throw it away and go to Costco for a full refund. We are sorry for any inconvenience this recall may have caused. If you would like to hear this message again, please press the star. Yeah, no, I don't need to hear it again. Thank you. Uh, actually, I did purchase and have eaten. I could have salmonella right now. I could be I could be close to death. I'm not, though. Uh, I looked. Actually, I made the mistake. I looked. I knew about the recall this weekend, and I thought, man, we just bought, you know, the two-pack of Jif Creamy, and the recall affects the uh, creamy peanut butter, crunchy peanut butter, to-go packs of peanut butter, and more. Now, the FDA states that the first person affected by the salmonella outbreak became sick on February 20th and noted that the actual number of people sick is likely much higher than the 14 people currently being reported. And then they give you the numbers. So I looked at the numbers, and originally I thought, oh, I'm good. Uh, I'm good because uh, I don't have one of the lot numbers. 
and the lot numbers they give are one two seven four four two five and two one four zero four two five. And I thought, okay, I'm good. Only I read it wrong. It's not those two lot numbers. It's the lot numbers between one two seven four four two five and two one four zero four two five, which I have. <laughs> My lot number is two oh six. So uh, I and I've been eating it. I'm fine. So do I throw it away and get a refund, and then hopefully maybe you know Jif, you know, replaces it or gets back on the shelf. There's more food shortages coming, or do I just suck it up and I'll be fine? I'm just gonna eat what I've got. <laughs> I'm a little concerned because you know I have had some. And uh, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to throw it away. I, I could tell Costco I threw it away, and get my refund and continue to eat it. Although if I get sick, then I have no recourse. So I'll just throw it away and get my refund from Costco. And if you have, you know, Jeff peanut butter in your home with lot numbers one two seven between lot numbers one two seven four four two five and two one four zero four two five uh i would you know recommend that you do the same it's just silly don't be eating things that could possibly make you sick that's just silly on the other hand what are the odds pretty sure that's what the texas judge who's been stealing cattle thought what are the odds i get caught well he did. A Loving County judge, Skeet Lee Jones, was charged with stealing livestock and engaging in organized crime after being arrested by a special ranger with the Texas and Southwestern Cattle Raisers Association. You don't want to mess with the special rangers with the Texas and Southwestern Cattle Raisers Association. The arrest came after authorities allegedly determined Jones and three others had been picking up stray cows and selling them. Now, that's been ongoing, this investigation, for a year. The defendants allegedly gathered stray cattle in the area and sold them without following the legal procedures set forth in Chapter 142 of the Texas Agricultural Code along with, I guess, some other possible violations. Now, I did not know this, but in Texas, if a stray cattle comes on your property, uh, it's not yours. Wait, what? I know. If I had a, a <laughs> you know, a cattle just stroll into the backyard, uh, that bad boy is mine. But apparently not. Uh, the property owner must report it to the sheriff who then contacts the rightful owner to arrange its return. Wait, what? Yeah, that's uh, I'm sure that's in chapter 142 of the Texas Agricultural Code. And who doesn't know the chapter 142 of the Texas Agricultural Code? Now, I'm sure this judge, loving county judge, Skeet Lee Jones, knows the law and should. Now, he and... Three others have been charged with three counts of theft of livestock. So does that mean that they only did it for three cows? I mean, come on now. Stop. Now, it's uh, I guess it's $150,000 for one count of engage. Oh, I see. And uh, 
one count of engaging in organized criminal activity because they were a gang took more than one guy to rustle up a cattle (laughs) you know i get it i'm not i'm not i am not downplaying criminal activity how dare you think that i'm doing that so jones 71 has been a judge in the tiny west texas county of loving county population 57 he was taken into custody by winkler county which is a nearby county if you if you look at the map of texas you can see i'll hold up my hand here and you'll see if this is uh, texas uh and then right there's the you know out, out there on the panhandle and it's it's uh you know way out there in west texas right there. <laughs> it's right there you can see it on the map uh so you know it's uh this te- this family the jones family has been uh, part of this county for a long long time and apparently you know according to everyone he's had free reign free reign since he's become a judge oh why is that well his nephew uh, is a constable. Oh, is that, does that make it okay? Yeah, it does. Okay. Because, uh, he's got some other family members that are all part of the government out there as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's the whole Jones family running loving County out there. And, uh, it's not the first time that this judge has been in trouble. Okay. So not only does he have his sister as the county clerk, his cousin, uh, his cousin's husband, his cousin's husband is a county attorney and his nephew is the constable as I, as I stated, and he is the judge. Apparently, uh, in 2014, he was taking speeding tickets and turning them into illegal parking tickets and the driver would have to pay a higher fine and keep a clean driving record. You can't do that. Well, he's the judge. What do you mean you can't do that? He's a judge. He can do what the hell he wants, right? <laughs> no, Jeff, you can't. Oh, okay. So the judge in Loving County is in trouble for cattle rustling. Now, when you when I think of cattle rustling, I am not a part of the special ranger with the Texas and Southwestern Cattle Raisers Association group, but I think of, you know, a herd yeah, I'm stealing a herd of cattle. No, uh, apparently they were just getting wayward cattle out wandering around and taking those and selling them. And you can't even do that anymore. What does America come to when I can't just take a wandering cattle? <laughs> I can't just, hey, is that cow wandering around? Yeah, all right, throw them in the trailer. We'll take them down to the, we'll take them down to the market. Man, I thought this was America. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh. <sighs> so good. <sighs> so we're down to the final week of the Depp Herd trial going on. Uh, should be uh, some interesting things coming out of the trial this week for sure. I mean, I know that they're trying to paint Johnny as uh, he looked for a $20 million handout from his agency and he was hard to work with with his agency that was supposed to be promoting him. Okay. They ended up securing the loan for him through a bank. We're not a bank. We know, but you got him the money, right? And he needed the money, got him the money. And I love the... uh, 
the attention that he and Camille Vasquez, his attorney, is getting. Uh, she's, uh, you know, 37, uh, kind of, uh, kind of hot for the, uh, an attorney in today's world. And she was the one that was cross-examining uh, Amber Heard. And she's the one that gives Johnny a little pat on the back and a little touch and a whisper here or there and a quick hug. And she was the And so, you know, everybody is speculating that uh, Johnny and uh, Camille are, uh, you know, a little, uh, <laughs> little behind-the-scenes business going on. I doubt that. I think it's all a show for the jury and for the judge, and you know, to paint uh, Johnny as uh, you know a more tender person, not this madman that's being portrayed from Amber Heard on Johnny Depp. So we'll see, we'll see how it all ends up. But it's fascinating to me uh, the little behind-the-scenes moves. Uh, sad news, also. Uh, you might want to dry your eyes. I know, I know. I I hate to bring you bad news, but. You know, somebody has to, okay. Uh, Pete Davidson and Kate McKinnon, uh, A.D. Bryant and Kyle Mooney are expected to exit SNL. I know. I I didn't... Dry your eyes. Take a second and just relax, okay? Uh, apparently, this last weekend was their final weekend. So, man, hate to see that go. Now, Pete... Uh, really doesn't have to worry about too much anymore. He's got uh, Kim Kardashian on his side, so there's uh, you know a little bit of excitement there. Kate McKinnon, who knows? The rest of them, I'm sure they'll do some comedy movies and some films and maybe their own TV shows, and it'll be a it'll be a great success. So just dry your eyes if you're a SNL fan, because I'm sure they're going to bring in you know while they might not be as good as Pete Davidson. Uh, I'm sure they'll bring in some great new talent like they always do. We did get news as well that uh, Yellowstone uh, is going to return to Paramount Network. We knew that. Uh, season 5, they were filming. We now have a date. Uh, November 13th. November 13th is when Season 5 premieres on Paramount Network. 14 episodes divided up into two chunks of seven episodes. According to this, is the biggest season so far. It's yet to, uh, we don't know how long the break in the middle is going to be. So you get 14 episodes for season five. You're going to get seven starting on November 13th. And then, of course, just like all the other shows, you take a break and then you come back for the last half of the, of the season. So, well, at least we have that to look forward to as far as Yellowstone is concerned. So I see where uh, Power Rangers, it's morphin' time, is in the news. Uh, actor uh, Jason Geiger, who played the Red Ranger. <laughs> I had so many of these damn Power Rangers and Zords that you put together. I wish I had them today. They'd be worth, uh, you know, a whole 50 cents maybe. But they were pretty cool. And, uh, of course, you know, then you had the Green Ranger, and the Green Ranger went to the White Ranger, and... I mean, it's morphin' time, the rings go together, and the Pink Ranger, hello. But apparently this particular uh, actor who played the Red Ranger, Jason Geiger, uh, was arrested by FBI agents at his home, charged with 17 other individuals with conspiracy to commit wire fraud. 
He and his co-defendants allegedly received more than $3.5 million from 16 separate loans applied for under the Paycheck Protection Program, which was passed during the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic to help struggling businesses meet payroll in the midst of government-imposed lockdowns. Prosecutors allege that Geiger and others either created corporate entities or used pre-existing entities to file applications for the fraudulent loans and materially misrepresented the nature of their businesses, the number of employees they had, and their payroll obligations. Now, he claims that you know he's going to uh, you know vigorously defend himself against these allegations. Seventeen people for three million. Uh, you know, while that's, uh, you know, some money, it seems like a lot of work to go to if it's not legal, right? I mean, what is that? 17 into three and a half million is, I mean, a couple hundred thousand, right? And it doesn't seem like, uh, they make it sound $3.5 million, but a couple hundred thousand dollars a person doesn't seem worthy of the time. But I also uh, see where, uh, when they're running this story, uh, thank you, Daily Mail, for uh, putting up the story. Arrested by federal agents carrying AR-15 guns as he charged with 3.5 million COVID loan fraud in huge FBI criminal case. And they have a picture of Geiger with his Red Ranger helmet. And then they have a picture of someone else, not Geiger, who played the Red Ranger. They show Steve Cardenas, who is a newer Red Ranger, and it's just the wrong picture. Now, eventually, they took it down. But, uh, you know, if I'm him, I'm a little ticked at the old Daily Mail for that uh, screw-up. And then I see, speaking of Power Ranger news, and this is going to be make you really happy. I know it makes me happy uh, because I am just as thirsty as everyone else for a new non-binary Power Ranger. Right? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that's what I'm saying. So Death Ranger is uh, tremendous. And I can't wait for Death Ranger to be a part of the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger universe. And Death Ranger's pronouns are they, them, as is the case with their entire race. But otherwise, uh, you know, that's tremendous news. So, I mean, I guess in the press release, we failed to attach pronouns to Death Ranger. (laughs) So we had to get that, make sure that we got that out there because a lot of NBI people were just amazed to see how two non-binary rangers from both sides of the spectrum uh, are out there now and fantastic for the for the mighty morphin power rangers and the, the non-binary rangers that are out there now they can they're spoken for so good good news It's Kaylee 
Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, we have a few people on our list of who died today. Who died today? Greek composer and Oscar award winning Greek composer Vangelis has died at the age of 79 years of age. He passed away in a hospital in Paris. He was being treated for an undisclosed condition. Okay, so there has been no cause of death released for Vangelis. Born Evangelos Adesis Papathanasisu. Amorphophallus. Yeah, he was best known as a film composer who won the 1982 Academy Award for Best Music Original Score for Chariots of Fire. And then the following year, he composed Blade Runner. Uh, He didn't get the Oscar for that, though. Probably should have. It's a pretty awesome soundtrack. Anyway, uh, people were uh, really bummed last week when Vangelis passed away, and they all send their condolences for the, the genius that is, or was, Vangelis. Born Evangelos Adasis Papathanasiu. Amorphophallus. Dead at the age of 79. Rest in peace. Then we lost Logan Long. Porn star Logan Long. Dead at the age of 34 after health battle. The adult entertainment icon, Logan Long, who racked up more than 1,000 credits in only six years, has died in Los Angeles with a battle after battling pneumonia at 34 years of age. He was a great collaborator (laughs) in the adult video world, and uh, we found out about it through a post in the adult video news, and who doesn't? Who doesn't uh, subscribe to adult video news? And so he was sick with pneumonia and he didn't make it. Very, very sad. Uh, Condolences came pouring in from every uh, other fellow actor uh, throughout throughout Hollywood in the uh, adult video news network. Uh, Of course, you remember him in uh, The Seduction of Heidi from Adam and Eve Pictures. That role was just... I mean, incredible for him. And uh, no, don't look at me like that. I know you. I know you know the. I know you know the movie. He said uh, that in an interview. I always knew that this was a good profession for me. Uh, I've owned two businesses in the past, and I just really didn't feel like doing it. Doing that anymore. I just wanted something in my normal everyday life, you know, like sex, and I felt like getting paid for it. While I do it, was the way to go about it. So shockwaves have gone through the porn industry. And uh, one of my favorite, this is kind of actually sad, but a uh, fellow porn performer, Butt Plug Betty, 
said that she was just devastated and uh, he was such a great guy. And she said that she's watched a video of Logan, you know, and her five times today. Uh, it's just so sad. And it wasn't all, uh, well, just know that if you've seen the movie, you know what he was doing with or on Betty. It's, she's just sad. So anyway, uh, sad, 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 sad news for all involved, especially uh, throughout the adult entertainment world. Uh, Logan Long, dead at the age of 34. Rest in peace. And then we have Franco Galvin Martinez, 53, who is part of our Who Died Today segment. And no, he's not a serial killer. I don't know why we're naming him Franco Galvin Martinez with three names like that, but rest in peace, Mr. Martinez, dead at the age of 53. He uh, was suspended in a harness hanging from a tree and was stung by bees for 10 minutes and couldn't escape. I don't wish that on anyone. It's like, uh, <laughs> I do not wish that on anyone. I mean, he's has survived by a wife. He's got two children. He's got grandchildren. According to the CDC, an average of 62 people are killed every year by bee, wasp, or hornet stings. Okay, so uh, he was a Texas landscaping lighting technician and he was suspended by a harness as he worked in a tree in a backyard in Austin. And then uh, the horror unfolded. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was swinging around in his harness, kicked the ladder away and nobody could get to him. And so the bees just kept attacking him. Holy cow, so sad. I mean, I do not, I do not wish that on anyone. So apparently the two men, he and his two other buddies were working on the street in the backyard in Austin and they were on the ground and he was up there in the harness. And then, uh, the bees started attacking. Now, most wild beehives in Texas, and I'm not a beehiverist, but you know, I'm just throwing it out there are likely a hybrid between, uh, the European honeybee and the more aggressive Africanized honeybee. Oh, okay. So the firefighters came and they used a hose to blast the bees away. Wow. And this does not bode well for the people getting their tree trimmed. A uh, neighbor said, yeah, they were aware of that hive, but no action had been taken. Oh, okay. So I guess we know where the lawsuit's going <laughs> to them. Because apparently Austin city government does not provide services that remove beehives from private properties. So if you have a beehive on your property, you and you alone are responsible for get, taking care of it. And it isn't that bad of a thing until you get someone like Franco Galvin Martinez up trimming your tree and he pisses off the bees. No, you cannot have that. Wow. Just amazing. It's sad. It's sad. Now they tell you, hey, uh, the worst thing you can do when being attacked by bees is to flail your arms. Yeah, I know, but that's not the point. I'm being stung by hundreds, if not thousands of bees. <laughs> uh, you know, when you see a bee buzzing near your head, uh, I know it's very satisfying to flap your arms. and It just feels good to swat at it. 
but don't do it. Uh, it'll make everything worse. The bees feel threatened and their natural response is to rise up and defend their queen. In addition, if you kill it, the dead bees uh, send out a scent and the other bees are like, hey, one of my brothers is dead <laughs> and he's dead because of that guy. So let's attack him or her. So according to, you know, a banner health guideline, uh, they advise you that if you're attacked by a swarm of bees, attempt to get indoors or into a car as the bees are unlikely to follow. Well, A, they are unlikely to follow. And uh, B, uh, if you're not, I don't know, in a harness swinging from a tree. <laughs> now, according to the Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, I love the Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, they say on their website that the average healthy adult should be able to withstand hundreds of bee stings. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's uh, not recommended that... Uh, you remove the bee venom. I mean, it is recommended that you remove the bee venom as soon as possible. Uh, yeah, uh, that's what they were trying to do. That's what my man Franco was trying to do. And he couldn't do it because he was swinging from a tree in a harness. You'd think someone, I mean, one of the guys that he was working with, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure you're in the heat of the moment and, you know, your pal Franco is swinging from the harness, kicking the ladder away, and the bees are attacking. Now, according to this, the friends started trying to help him, and they were attacked by the bees, too. So, I mean, they're trying to save their own life. But, I mean, you got to try to find a hose or something, right? <laughs> you are the first responders. Anyway, very sad. Very, very sad. So, Franco Galvin Martinez dead at the age of 53 rest in peace and a uh, cold case who died today uh minnesota kayakers found a human skull nearly 8,000 years old in a river as they were kayaking now it doesn't say how they it just says that they stumbled across the skull they don't say how they stumbled across the skull and it looks like just a you know it's a piece of a skull it's not the entire skull but according to ex after examination according to the fbi's forensic anthropologist uh, the bone belonged to a young adult man and it had suffered blunt force trauma due to a depressed area on the skull so i mean there's no there's no statute of limitations on murder i don't know who you i don't know if anyone is alive that could have possibly done it but it's about near 8,000 years old. And so I'm pretty sure the person may have gotten away with it. So they used carbon-14 analysis and determined that the man was alive sometime between 5,500 and 6,000 BCE, <laughs> which is nearly 8,000 years ago. Now they, from the atmosphere uh, via food, is incorporated into the bones while the bones are maturing. And through reviewing the carbon-14, this individual would have had a heavy marine diet or a diet high in maize, pearl millet. Oh yeah, I mean you can't you can't get me get me away from pearl millet. <laughs> uh, so everybody thinks it's incredible that they found the skull. I want to know how they found it. It just says there oh, they stumbled across the skull. Did they step on it? 
did were they kayaking and the river was at a low point and they went hey what is that that doesn't look like i mean you're you're kayaking and you see stuff on the bed of the river and you think oh that looks like a skull let's get that out of there what the heck is that but you know congratulations and i mean congratulations to the kayakers for finding it and maybe maybe we'll finally get some resolution on who you know killed this person because we can't have that i don't care how old it is we must we must find who killed today is that a thing yeah Fever, headaches, swellings, aching muscles, and exhaustion, itchy rash, and lesions, mainly on face, hands, and feet. Ooh, yes, it's monkeypox. We talked about it on Friday, and they're still all about it this weekend. A few more cases have been uh, have been found uh, throughout Europe. Uh, we have a total of two here in the United States, so <laughs> it's spreading like wildfire. Uh, how do you get it? Well, close contact with an infected person or animal, touching clothing or bedding used by someone with a rash. Uh, there are some antiviral drugs that can help relieve the symptoms of monkeypox, but as of right now, there's no specific vaccine or, you know, cream you can rub on and have monkeypox go away. <laughs> so just be careful. I know, look, there are two major strains of the virus. Uh, and they pose very different risks. The Congo Basin strain, uh, which people have uh, died from, uh, one in 10 people infected with the Congo Basin strain uh, die. West African strain, which is approximately one in 100 infected, die from that strain. And right now we're seeing that uh, throughout the UK and Europe, it's mostly the milder strain. They're guessing that it came because there were a couple of super spreader monkeypox events, uh, in, uh, in Europe. And they all went, it was all a big LGBTQ festival. And there were, you know, thousands of people, uh, you know, rubbing up next to each other. Uh, so they're getting nasty monkeypox infections. <laughs> and I was reading about, uh, you know, I think we talked about it on Friday, how the uh, the lesion can look like it's uh, scabbed over and feels better and gone. And yet, no, uh, no, it's not. Uh, because underneath, it's not completely gone. So you can still be infectious. So you may think this is what probably happened at the LGBT community events where they have it's just a legion don't worry about it it's fine it's all healed over but in the process of physical contact uh perhaps a monkeypox legion uh is it legion or lesion uh oozed out <laughs> nothing says love more than a monkeypox lesion oozing out and it's just oozing with love oozing with love so be ready for uh, the news that uh, monkeypox is uh, something to be really scared of. Uh, no doubt about that. Most of it, most of them come from Africa. When you look at the maps now that they have laid out for where monkeypox is, uh, you know, you see that it is right now 
Uh, you're looking at most of it in uh, Portugal. Ooh. Uh, Spain has uh, quite a few. <laughs> Australia has some. Uh, Italy has a few. Uh, UK has a few. Canada has a few. So it could be oozing down into the US because we only have a couple. But then you're looking at, you know, Belgium, Netherlands, Sweden, Germany, Israel all have one. Well, Belgium has three. Uh, France has one. Canary Islands have two. Oh, yeah, people were just visiting there for the party and then went back home. So be careful because uh, monkeypox could be oozing at a place near you soon. You know, I told you last week about having a post of mine on Facebook be flagged for community standards against community standards. And then I said, no, I want you to, I contested it. And they said, no, we looked at it again. Hey, you violated community standards. And then I see where uh, there's a report of uh, Marsha Blackburn uh, saying, uh, getting going against community standards on her Facebook page saying biological men have no place in women's sports. And then my wife got one uh, this past weekend for community standards, although that one didn't say which one, which post went against community standards. It just said, hey, you had a post, go violate community standards. But there was no post there to show, so I don't know if that was real or not. But I feel like Facebook is in the middle of a purge right now. And they're just uh, they're just covering their tracks and they're creating uh, creating paperwork that will be able to use against you. That's what you do as a boss, right? You have an employee that you can't just fire because that's just you know go you would be sued for just firing them without cause. But you want to go ahead and get that paperwork documented so you write them up for going against company policy or doing whatever they weren't supposed to do and you just write them up and then and then when you you know a little bit while longer they they break another rule and you kick them off and i feel like that's what facebook is doing now to a lot of people we just want to get rid of you but we don't want to if we get rid of you all at once and just it'll be a big it'll be a big press big debacle and we'll have to cover our asses so now we're just going to document and we're going to slowly purge all these people off of Facebook. And it might be worth it because I've had maybe just about enough of Facebook. But you can follow me on Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, Twitter, at JeffyJFR. I mean, Twitter is debuting, debuted their misinformation policy, their new crisis misinformation policy. Huh. That's interesting. They're debuting that around the Musk deal. Huh. Anyway, and you can see on Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio as well. You can, I see where uh, they uh, suggested, or Musk agreed with a post that said if 25% of the users are bots, then Twitter acquisition deal should cost 25% less. And Musk responded, absolutely. Well, yeah. And we talked about that, I think, last week. And also the whole thing might be a ruse anyway. Elon probably didn't really want Twitter to begin with. It was all just a, a trolling event. And then he got too far involved, and now we've got a good way to get out of it. And so let's get out of it. Once again, we have the Secret Service in trouble. Now, the Secret Service, of course, is the U.S. agency that guards the president and the White House. Secret Service members uh, have periodically been involved in, you know, incidents over misbehavior uh, overseas. Yeah, uh, let's see. The last time was when... uh, our president now was a vice president, 
uh, during the Obama administration when the uh, Secret Service agents were sent home because uh, of misconduct involving disputes with prostitutes. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, now uh, the Secret Service uh, was involved in some sort of altercation in uh, South Korea when they were uh, when they showed up for the uh, pre-visit. So they were there, you know, making sure everything was okay and going to be okay and what we were going to do. Yeah, they uh, apparently they were questioned by South Korean officials. There was some kind of fight with a taxi driver. The U.S. official has disputed that the individual was detained or even arrested, saying only that he was investigated. And there was another Secret Service officer that was uh, not investigated for any wrongdoing. Oh. Really? Yeah. Uh, apparently they were drunk and assaulting a South Korean taxi driver. <laughs> so what does that have in common? What do those particular two stories have in common? You guessed it. Joseph Robinette Biden. Such a, that's a weird thing that something like that would happen under the same watch. Isn't it? And of course, they were all happy that they had a U.S. military plane deliver 70,000 pounds of baby formula. Yay! I'm glad we've got our military working on good things. I mean, I'm happy that we're getting some baby food for, you know, babies in need. I am. I just find it really strange that, you know, we got to use our military to have that happen. And I loved how the White House tweeted about this great thing that they were having the military deliver over 70,000 tons of baby food. And I I remember reading it going, wait, they were getting 70,000 tons? I only saw a picture of one plane. That's a... (laughs) <laughs> They're not one plane is not carrying 70,000 tons of baby food. Oh, no, that was just wrong. I mean, they couldn't even tweet it right. They had to delete it. And, you know, I don't even I don't even remember if they retweeted it again. I just know that they tweeted it wrong to begin with. It's not 70,000 tons, 70,000 pounds. But why? Why would I expect this particular administration to get something like that? Correct. I, I, all right, I have to stop now because I try not to be a, too political here on Chewing the Fat because uh, it drives me insane. And I know, you know, you get enough of that from a lot of other shows from this network and others. So I'll leave you with this today. Okay. I'll leave you with a little joke just to put a little smile on your face. Okay. A man was sunbathing naked on the beach. And for the sake of civility and to keep it from getting sunburned, he had a hat over his privates. A woman walks past and says, if you were a gentleman, you'd lift your hat. He raised his eyebrows and replied, if you were better looking, it would raise itself. Think about it. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.